Hey, Bob, it's Todd and Chuck, the Wheel Nerds. How's it going? Oh, just working my butt off. <laughs> Is that like the tagline for your shop there? Oh. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 153. I'm Todd. And we're going to be talking about motorcycles. Chuck, what are you doing? Chuck, what happened to you? What what have you been doing? I've been riding a ZX-14. Chuck, you're blue shifting. Chuck? Yes? Stop blue shifting, Chuck. I'm afraid I can't do that, Todd. Chuck, this is a family show. Chuck, stop breaking causality. Chuck! Please don't fart again. And yet you know that I will. And I will be afraid. <laughs> so you rode a ZX-14. Yeah, this past weekend, um, Matt and Tommy, listeners of our show and mm-hmm. my former pimp, mm-hmm. called me up and were like, hey, you should come out and ride Matt's bikes. Mm-hmm. And he's got a, 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 a Brutale. Brutale? Brutale? Brutale. An MV. Yeah. An MV Augusta Brutale. Yeah. And a uh, ZX-14. He's got two ZX-14s. Well, you can't have just one. You can't. <laughs> I mean, what if what if you want to ride in the morning and the evening? He's got like uh, a 2007 and a 2012 mm-hmm. that he just bought, and he's yeah. selling the seven. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Hey, why don't you come on out and try it? See what you think? Yeah, maybe you can. Maybe you maybe you want it. Maybe so, I want it. Is it great? It was pretty cool. Uh-huh. It was pretty damn cool. It was uh, both of those bikes uh-huh. can freaking go. Uh huh." I mean, wow. The Brutales, you know, it's like a naked bike. And they're both telling me, you know, when I got on, they're like, you know, take it out on, on do, uh, get it out onto the main road here and then just whack it, get it to like 10, 12, or, you know, thousand. Cause that's when you'll really feel it. Mm-hmm. I got to about 9,000 uh-huh. and I ran out of road. Ah, yes. Yeah, In fact, I think for a second, I ran out of Utah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to turn around and bring it back. <laughs> um the 14 the zx14 was pretty cool um it it's made me think even more that i should be getting a sports bike of some kind mm-hmm. for my next ride yeah i i need to ride another busa i think it, the zx the ninja might have been more comfortable than the busa but mm-hmm. i'm not sure yeah um so i, I, I need to try it again mm-hmm. um matt has done a, a number of mods to his uh to his his bike. Well, you got to do a few months to really wake it up. I mean, from the factory, the thing is just a you know, it's it's kind of slow. Kind of slow, yeah. yeah. He'd lowered it, and it, it, he he said a lot of words mm-hmm. that I just sort of nodded my head at. Mm-hmm. Um, like he took out the secondary butterfly. Yeah, normal, normal. That'll yeah. make the throttle a little more snatchy. Yeah, yeah. He he did all these mods. He said to like make it feel more visceral. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it felt really visceral. Taking out the secondary throttle butterflies on a powerful engine will do that. Uh, I put in a power commander, mm-hmm. uh, some other stuff. Mm-hmm. It was, it was pretty cool. It was really nice. Yep. You would, you would, uh, if I took you to his house and we have an invitation to go back and ride oh, some more okay. of his stuff. Yeah. We would get there and you would probably strip naked mm-hmm. to walk into his detached two, two and a half car garage oh slash workshop. Oh my God. With fully decked out garage kind of workshop from the lifts, you know, the, the, 
uh, chain lifts to it's piped out for pneumatic tools to shiny benches. And he said he had like a 200 gallon, I think, 100 gallon um, air compressor in the back feeding everything. Wow. This was. Sounds awesome. This looked like a, you, Billy Joel could have been singing Uptown Girl in that thing. Mm-hmm. It was that nice. Wow. And you would have gotten us arrested. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He, he's got... We have to leave now. No. I live here now. <laughs> You're like chaining yourself bring to me, stuff. Bring me a sleeping bag. <laughs> Wouldn't have to. There's a bunch in there. <laughs> well, see, there you <laughs> Just go. reach out and you grab stuff. There's There were, I think, four motorcycles in there. Wow. Maybe five. You think two Zixers to how there was like a nin- little ninja that was banged up. Oh, there was a dirt bike. Yeah, five, like five bikes in there. Mm-hmm. The dudes, I, I had no idea of any of this about him that he was like that. I knew he rode a motorcycle, but yeah. I, I had no idea. Well, hey, because yeah. I only knew him professionally. You know, where he sure. was a recruiter. He wore a tie. He was very, mm-hmm. you know, nice, very personable, very recruiterish. Mm-hmm. No idea. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> All, what I really need to know about Matt now is he's got these two ZXs. He's got the Brutal. He's been riding for years. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he stays out of jails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just riding those two bikes for that, that those mm-hmm. few minutes. I'm pretty sure there's a warrant out for me right now somewhere <laughs> in Utah. <laughs> Somewhere in Beaver, there's a sheriff just patrolling the 15. Like, I know he'll come back They're any printing minute. printing it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this, how Matt does it. He's just amazing. <laughs> I have a theory that he can phase shift out of a jail. Well, you know. Because the, he's been on them so much. He's been on them so much, he can probably blue shift just standing still. <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that sounds. I let him test ride the Ural. Mm-hmm. Him and his little boy. Yeah. He did, he had actually been looking at some sidecar rigs for his son to, you know, tr- yeah. you know, hey, dad, yeah. So I was like, hey, try out the Euro. So that was kind of cool following behind and mm-hmm. stuff. How'd he do? He did all right. He, I don't know if he did it on purpose. To give him the benefit of the doubt, I'll say he did. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he lay in positions like he's on a motorcycle. Ooh, scary. A little bit. So like at one of the lights, <laughs> I pulled up next to him. I was like, Car, think car. You need to move think over car. now. It's time to, yeah. But if I'm being optimistic, he was doing it on purpose because at any second he was expecting this sort of streak of blueness to go by him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, when you get out there, just whack it. Followed by the, followed by the inevitable sonic boom. <laughs> so when we got out the banger, whacking. I, I rode at the posted limit. At the posted limit. Posted, I rode mm-hmm. right. I, you observed all speed limits. I saw them go right by. There goes one. <laughs> There's another. The after image lasted for several seconds. There's even another one. Now there are a lot of these. <laughs> that one's not even in English, huh? <laughs> it was pretty nice. Cool. I, I liked it. I'm I'm more and more liking the idea of a, of a big sport bike. Yeah. Before yeah, I'm I, too old, Todd. <clears throat> well, fortunately, the ZX14. Can you buy the ZX14 with all the nanny systems for you know middle aged guys? Yes. Excellent. The, Perfect. That was actually, Matt was talking about that's why he was going to the new generation of, of mm-hmm. the 14s. He was like, you know, this is the future. It's got all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect for me. Sign me up. <laughs> so, so would you go, how sporty would you go? Like straight up sport? I mean, I guess you have a tour, so who needs another one of those? Um, 
Because, I mean, you know, there's the ZX-14. There's also the Connie 14. Yeah, I don't think I'd get a Connie. I think I'd get a that ZX. That's a whale, but. Yeah, I'd, I'd do a ZX <clears throat> instead of a Connie or mm. an FJR. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the FZ is still pretty appealing. That's, that, I don't know anybody who says anything bad about that one. No, I, I'm, this is my thinking with the FZ. Mm-hmm. It's a smoking bike. Yeah. But I'm, I'm feeling this weird fetish for more plastic in my life. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I want a fairing. More plastic. Golly. Yeah. I want feel like it. I hardly know you. I know, right? I kind of miss having the, the VFR 800 where mm-hmm. I had all that plastic to put stickers on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, now the truth comes out. I need that back in my life. I Chuck need, needs more stickers. I need places to put my stickers. Well, you could always get, uh, you know, a K, I, I have a line on a KZ1100 that you could put a wind jammer. Oh, you know what? Actually, that's sold. Mm. Never mind. Yeah, I, yeah, that didn't sound sexy at all. Mm. I need, I need modern, fast, from Japan. Well, it's from Japan and. Fast-ish. I need something that I would pull up at a light and some 21-year-old girl for G-string hanging out the back is just going to automatically hop on. Like a scooter? <sighs> so disappointing. <laughs> I, I, I think I think there's uh, legions of people still looking for that bike for the record. <laughs> I want a bike that when I show up next to someone attractive, their clothes will be like, but you, and they'll just jump on. It's like that in the movie Torque, where the dude went down the street and the girl's dress just flew up. Flew off. And she was like automatically geared for sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what I, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Yamaha, Suzuki, not Honda, because that's not a Come on. on. (laughs) Make that happen for me. Maybe. Skirt blower. Have you considered a Harley? <laughs> you just want me to buy a sports suit so you could steal the heads. Maybe. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Let me think about this. And no. <laughs> let's, let's go bike shopping. Oh, bike shopping. Well, I'm, I'm afraid, as I said, the KZ 1100 is no longer for sale. That's fine. What do we got here? Oh, we've got 4,000. Great bike! Hey, I found this one. Yeah? It's a great Leaf-On bike with under 50 miles. Brought it brand new. Runs amazing freeway legal great starter bike. Have to sell it. Buy a new car. $4,000? $4,000 for I could, Leaf-On. I could buy a Ninja 250 for 2000 Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but is a Ninja 250 great bike? Yeah, it is great. It says so in Japanese right on the side. Great bike. You sure it doesn't say beans? No, that that's the uh, Ninja Six Hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out that's been the joke all along. <laughs> Everybody thinks the Hayabusa says something cool. You know what the Hayabusa actually says? What it says, spicy, <laughs> which is sort of cool. <laughs> I thought I said white guy riding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, a great, a great Leaf End bike. It's great. Look at it. Look look at how great this is. It's it's uh, reddish and uh, has. Pipes and Where do you seat. even buy one of these? AutoZone? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I think you get them from like AutoZone or like the the sketchy Chinese scooter dealers. $4,000? The sketchy Chinese scooter dealers will have like a line of 10 scooters and like one of these bikes in the back. Hell, CSC is importing the, those Chinese bikes for like three grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are much cooler looking than this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. This no. looks like someone saw Rebel and was like, we need to make one of those. And they made this instead. No. <laughs> No, no, something better, something, something better. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we got a 2014 Honda Grom. Custom, Groms are cool. 
Custom Groms are cool. Custom white, neon orange, charcoal. Ooh, neat paint. Uh, holy smokes. They, they want, uh, how much do they want for it? They want, uh, $10,000. Nine thousand nine financing does it, available. Does it come with a does it come with a free grom? Nine thousand nine hundred and fifty I'm assuming US Oh wait. Re, I think this says priced reduced. Now only ten grand. Well well, you know, the, the so the trick the trick of course is that this grom comes with a free grom. Uh, we modify any bike to suit your taste. No hidden fees. The price you see is the price out the door. Uh-huh. It better goddamn well be. For a Grom. Holy smokes. Well, now, in fairness to this Grom, the orange and white paint does look pretty cool. Yeah? Now, also in fairness to Groms everywhere, why the hell, in the name of God and all that is holy, would you ever put an extended swing arm on a Grom? Okay, you see, okay, I was just looking at that. If there was, was ever just... something that made less sense than a stretched ruckus... I think it might be a stretched grom. Why? Is that is that the right wheel size? I don't, or is it don't even smaller. I don't even know. I can't even wait. Wide tire cut kit custom. It's a grom with a wide tire. Wait, okay. does your grom turn too well? Do you need a grom that doesn't turn? This so much? person needs to learn the comma. Mm-hmm. The comma can be your friend. Don't fear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking down here in the middle. NOS bottle seat cowl. Well, fender illuminator, NOS bottle, I'm assuming, comma, seat cowl, comma. Oh, I thought it was a NOS bottle seat cowl. I was like, how do you make a seat cowl out of a NOS bottle? I think bottle? this is saying it has... Oh, it has a NOS bottle. What? There it is. I guess uh-huh. that... Yep. Is that it? Yep, that is a bottle. Why would you put nitrous oxide on a Grom? Because it's a really high compression engine and that would work well. Right? What? Uh, why would you do that? Because NOS, yo. No one buys a Grom to go fast. NOS. No. NOS. It's called nitrous, moron. NOS. <laughs> you know, that's actually, sidebar, mm-hmm. that's one of my few claims to internet fame. Mm-hmm. There's a meme out there of a, a, scre- a snap from mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious where Vin Diesel is, like, beating up Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. And it's labeled, it's called nitrous, moron. Mm-hmm. In blue letters. If you ever see that, I made that. I'm glad that I'm glad that Fast and Furious can uh, can can teach us something, in addition to the fact that all cars have 14 gears, <laughs> and you roll through them like they roll. You don't yeah. just shit. No, you like, just roll. <laughs> Apparently, they heard rowing the gearbox is something you do. And yeah, so there you go. No hidden fees, though, Chuck. You you could have a Grom with a stretched swing arm, which appears to be made from bar stock. Um, now this is kind of cool. Free storage for deployed military personnel. That's cool. And kept you, you sold them the $10,000 grom. Yeah, you've already so. paid for the storage. You might as well yeah. keep it there for years. But yes, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and if you, if you don't want, I mean, you pay, you pay $10,000 for this thing. You're going to feel a measure of shame, mm-hmm. but their euro is going to be right on the side of that extended swing arm. So everyone knows who ripped you off. <laughs> These people <laughs> ripped me off. This man is a fish. I make bad choices. <laughs> Sell me something. <laughs> Sell me. Anything. <laughs> wow. No. All yep. right. Moving on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. This is a 76 Kawasaki with Honda ATC. Oh, oh, actually, boy. at this point, at this point, I need to mention that we're taking a side trip. God. We're taking a trip to the darkest, coldest parts of Alaska, what? courtesy of one of our listeners who lives in Anchorage and apparently has the weirdest Craigslist ever. Oh, my God. A 76 Kawasaki with Honda ATC 110 engine, 250. 
76 Kawasaki KD80 frame with an 80 Honda ATC 110 three-wheeler engine hacked in. Runs and drives good. Pull start semi-automatic four-speed transmission with selectable high and low range. This thing has stump pulling power. Low seat height. Easy to ride. Hard to start with a pull start. Headlight works. Rear foot brake works. Front brake works. Just needs a lever. Pull start rope is new. Fuel line is new. (laughs) Needs tires and a new seat. But you can ride it as is. I just rode it a few miles and it did fine. Is is that is that seat? You can ride it as is. Is You can ride it as is. Is The seat pan is rusted out. You can ride it as is. Is that bungee cord? The tires hold air, but they're pretty much rotten looking. <laughs> but you can ride it as is. I have, I've seen new tires on Amazon for 35 bucks with free shipping. Each. So you, you can ride it. That, as is. Is that a bungee cord holding the seat on? Shh, you can ride it as is. Everything will be fine. Seat pulling power? Stump pulling power. Stump, yes. Stump pulling with stump. 100, 110 cc engines that are 30 years old are noted for their impressive power. And stump pulling mass? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Is that a phone number down there? Um, is that how they dial phones in Alaska? I don't know. It's got letters and shit. Yeah, I don't know. It's a mystery. Or is that like he's doing <laughs> zeros for cues? I, I don't know. You know, we usually use O's for that. I mean, well, here in the mainland, in mm-hmm. civilization. Well, well, we also we also don't typically hack, uh, you know, three wheeler engines into a into a motorcycle frame. You think he could jump it to Russia? Seems likely. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Stump pulling power like that. Fuck yeah. I mean, he's got a new pull start rope, so it's not like he's not going to really get it going. <laughs> Nothing's more embarrassing than when you're starting your, your motorcycle in front of a shop, trying to look cool for the girls going, vum, 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 vum. hang on, hang on. Vum, 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 vum. Shit, hang on. Vum, 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 Tim Buck says the pull start rope is just a tired bungee cord. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably not an actual pull start rope. It's just a nylon piece it's a, of paracord. It's a clothesline. It's a piece of clothesline. <laughs> With a, like a wooden dowel. A wooden dowel that's tied to it at the end. Pull no, hair. no, this, this guy is a classy act. You know what he did is he made a notch in that wooden dowel so it wouldn't. <laughs> Please. Come on. Who are you doing? With really? You know what really sells this bike is that red headlight. I think the red headlight, the green tank, and the seat. Oh my god! Has has I, 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 my favorite part about the seat has to be the fact that bits of ripped vinyl are still on it, as though like clinging on for dear life. They're strapped down at that bungee cord. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going nowhere for dear life. But then the best part is you look at the muffler on it, and it has a really nice new muffler on the side of this. You don't want amazing shit back bike. You don't want to disturb your neighbors when you're rolling down. Yeah, that's not a quiet muffler. That's like the one you have on the Ural. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the air emissions is strict in Alaska. <laughs> Maybe? No, moving on. Let's go elsewhere in Alaska. Whoa, this is the other end of the spectrum. We have yeah. a 2012 Ducati 848 Street Fighter for $5,500. Mm, sounds okay so far. Runs and drives perfect with no any problem. <laughs> the tire was reconstructed. It's not any heart damage with 15 miles. I don't, doesn't change nothing in the bike. It's all original. I'm selling it because I don't know how to drive the street bike. Our trade-in with the new four-wheeler or car truck bought at $17,000. <laughs> Please come put me out of my misery. Tell me again how it doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> No, no, please, come on. 
tell me, tell me again how this bike sounds good. Runs and drives perfect. No any problem. <laughs> no heart damage. No heart damage. No any problem. No, excuse me, not any heart damage. I'm gonna say that the next time my boss comes to me at work and be like, "How's the servers look today?" No any problem. <laughs> not any heart damage. <laughs> Fifteen mile. They'll be like, "Get out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no mm-hmm. any damage. No any damage. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to drive a street bike. So I know any damage with a reconstructed title. What is he trying to say? I don't know how it, to drive. He doesn't. Well, clearly, I, I think what it is is he, he biffed it. It's been reconstructed according to the title, and he's saying, "No, no, it's fine. Don't worry." Well, he's if if we take him at face value that he doesn't know how to drive a street bike, <clears throat> did he get this in trade for something else? But it's got a reconstructed. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I'm not saying he's smart. Because <laughs> yeah. look, the sentence I'm trying to make our trade in with the four wheeler or car at, truck bought, bought at, at seventeen grand. I'm I'm wondering if this was like part of something that he did mm-hmm. and he got it, mm-hmm. and now he's like, burr, burr. let's park it right over something that looks like a giant oil spill. <laughs> he probably he probably hosed it off. <laughs> he hosed the last rider off. <laughs> You know, any of that stuck on there? It's, we don't want to know any problem on okay. this. All right. We have one more from Alaska. Okay. This guy's a, this, this is my favorite. Want to buy Buell Blast or equivalent Anchorage? Okay. I am wanting to buy a Blast or something like that. Don't care what make or model. I am not a new rider. I'm buying it for someone that will be please send pick and price, not wanting to spend a lot of money. So if you are asking two to three K, please do, don't bother. What? He wants to buy a Blast for less than two K? Well, more to the point, or something like that. <laughs> hey, I know. Maybe it'll fine. <laughs> I really... Uh, the, the, the thing that I love about this is I want to buy a bike. I don't want to spend a lot of money. You know, it's like, I want to buy a bike, but don't, don't, you know, but but fuck you. That's <laughs> basically what it says. <laughs> I really want to buy a bike, and I want you to contact me, but fuck you. <laughs> you know. Just, just so we're clear. Well, he don't want no any problem. <laughs> <laughs> you think he? You think he'd be willing to go for an 848 street fight? <laughs> maybe this Grom. <laughs> Wait, I got the bike for him. Okay, you it's, the it's bike a for bike him. with history. Mm-hmm. A bike with history. Ooh, ooh, I like history. L. Ron Hubbard's motorcycle, six hundred thousand dollars. L. Ron Hubbard's favorite previously owned motorcycle. It was his 1975 XX. 650B Yamaha. This is the only one currently known to exist and the last one he owned. Call for details. Have all the weird, like, uh, space aliens been worked out of it? It's been cleared. Okay. (laughs) It's been audited. It's clear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. $600,000 for uh, a 1975 XS. Well, in fairness, it looks like a nice-looking 1979 It's in great condition. Yes, yes, it is. Um, Doesn't look like there's a speck of rust on it. Uh, it's probably because the aliens weren't making rust, as as we know, aliens from long ago are what causes rust in motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, sounds mm-hmm. sounds legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is amazing. Yes, yes. Um, what I'm that, curious about is if he has any proof that L. Ron Hubbard that that would be this the thing that springs to my mind. How do you prove that? Do you have like a piece of paper? Something from a certificate the, of of authenticity. Yeah, certificate of something, you know, something from the Church of Scientology. 
I'm surprised the Church of Scientology isn't just buying this. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised the Church of Scientology hasn't killed this man in his sleep and taken this bike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. I mm, This is the only one currently known to exist. I, I, I the didn't, only X nineteen seventy five XS six fifty B. I think it's the o- the only known L run Hubbard X bike. Yeah, is what he's trying to say. And the others, what were taken away on the ship with him? After that, he just stayed on ships. Uh, I don't know. You know after, I think after you know toward the later part of his life, he spent most of his time at sea because mm-hmm. he had warrants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he had to stay outside the international. In natural waters. Oh, okay. And just maybe he snuck on the land or something. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. So the bikes were with him. <laughs> maybe they ascended with him. Yes. When I say who's on the ship, you know, of course I don't mean a silly floating ship. That would be absurd. This is Elron Hubbard. Well, he did have a, a, a floating ship. Sure, sure, but the, that was the, just there to take up time until the spaceships came. The Church of Scientology has a navy. Hmm. So, you know, you sign up for a billion years when you join it. Oh, okay. Would Would you like a, a pamphlet? No. I have a handout. Can I, do I get a, do I issue a motorcycle? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a 1975 <laughs> Damn it. Uh. So, I think this one might, this next one might be the winner. Mm-hmm. This next one might be it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ZX14. 2006 ZX14R custom paint 1500 in upgrades, new tires. Mm-hmm. No. This is a very clean custom ZX14. Mm-hmm. Has a rebuilt title from previous owner tipping in driveway. <laughs> I... <laughs> Hang on, just processing that. I have a like new set of tires that go with it that were 400 by themselves. Front and rear wheel lift has two brothers, true carbon fiber exhaust. 23,000 miles, fires right up and sounds very mean. Now, in all honesty, you are the more mechanically sound of us. Mm-hmm. How does a bike fall over in the driveway and then require a new title? It falls over in front of a car which runs it the fuck over. <laughs> is how. So the only way you get a rebuilt title is if you total it out. Yeah, if the insurance company totals it out, decides mm-hmm. it's not worth repairing. Yeah, and uh, it's a 2006 ZX, ZX14R. Yeah, tipping in driveway? No, that's a load of crap. Uh, you know, all I could think is optimistically is it damaged the plastics to the point where the insurance company was like, no. No. There's no way. There's no, no way the plastics cost that much. There's no freaking way. No way in hell. I damaged the plastic and it didn't got the thing. And, and, and <laughs> or he know his, his friend works for the insurance company and was just like, do you, you want to check? Yeah, I'd like a check. All right, mm-hmm. here you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's total. Oh, no. no. Oh. oh, it was horrible. Oh. But now he's got a bike with a rebuilt title. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Could be. <laughs> no one else will insure it. <laughs> Tipped over in driveway and totaled. Can you get insurance for a rebuilt title? Yeah. Isn't it, like, really hard or really expensive to do? No. Or, like, some companies just won't do it? Some companies won't do it. It depends on you and the bike and everything else. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 sketchy. Okay. You know, rebuilt title on a motorcycle makes me nervous as hell. 
Because by the time you start getting into the kind of money that you'd be talking about, mm-hmm. you're either talking the entire fairing, you're talking bent wheels, uh, you know, forks, buggered up, that kind of thing. Makes me scared. Okay. Well, so I guess that's not the ZX for me. I would say no. Okay. Well, I'd like to, to stop the show briefly mm-hmm. um, and give a, sh- a shout out to a podcast I found out about mm-hmm. called the Sofa King Podcast. Uh-huh. Now, I'm giving them a shout out because I don't want them to send us a cease and desist letter mm-hmm. about our old episode, So Fucking Buell. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, us trying to maintain friendly terms with the Sofa King Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's three guys. Who essentially, from what I can, I've listened to many other episodes now. It's a good show. They sit around, they drink free whiskey that listeners send in. Wow! And then uh, they if talk. You send ab- us whiskey, we'll drink it. We'll drink it on the air, just for the record, and talk about it. We'll do it and talk about how cool you are. Mm-hmm. Um, PO Box nine zero two four five, Sandy, Utah eight four zero nine zero. I knew that off the top of my head. Good job. Fuck yeah. They talk about their, their grooming their beards mm-hmm. and, uh, they, they talk about kook conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. except none of them buy it. Mm-hmm. So they just spend the show ripping it apart. Mm-hmm. And one of them will usually try to defend it and the other two make fart jokes and drink whiskey and get mm-hmm. really drunk. These feel like kindred spirits on some level. It is, uh, it, it's a good show. It's a lot like us except the conspiracy kook shows. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. go check them out at sofakingpodcast.com. Um, you can write them an email, tell them the will nerd sent you and, you know, fuck them mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what'd you do this past weekend? Oh, I had my first class of the year this weekend. Really? Was yes. it a BRC or ERC? Uh, it was BRC. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, one of the, yeah, it's fun. It's weird. Cause this is the last year I'll be teaching the old school BRC. Okay. Utah, Utah, um, uh, we do, Utah is going to the MSF program. We looked at a bunch of the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up on the MSF program for sundry, not actually very exciting reasons. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was still, you know, kind of the old school type of thing. It was fun. Had eight students, um, three was women, it, five was women. Was a sold out class or? No, no, no 10 no, is the most I can stuff onto that range. Okay. Um, three women, five men. Uh, the women were all my best riders. Uh, the men varied from mediocre to really bad. You have any of the, uh, you know, I've been riding 20 years. I'm just doing this to get my license. None of those. There was I one, can't see straight. there was one father and son pair. Oh, um, well, that's cool. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Sonny boy was all right. He did okay. Uh, dad, as well. um, dad, dad, not so much. Dad, what, what was their ages? Age ranges? Uh, Sonny boy, twenties, dad, I don't know, 50, 60s. Okay. Say. Did he want to ride? What was I kind of got the impression he was there supporting his son. Okay. Which, you know, good on him. Yeah, all right. One of the, one of my riders, uh, his dad showed up on his Thruxton on the first day. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his dad showed up in the car the second day because it was colder than crap. How <laughs> 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 the students do with the cold? Um, mostly, well, except for the one girl who was this, she was this tiny little thing. It was just constantly shivering. And we finally like went to, uh, went to my, uh, teaching partner's car and grabbed the, uh, her extra jacket. And we're like, okay, wear this. You're making us cold. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So did you do the, uh, Harley store tour afterwards or? Yes, naturally. We, we drove, uh, across town to the Harley store. Uh-huh. And I said, you see these bikes? And they said, yeah. And I said, don't buy these. <laughs> And that would be Todd's version of the Harley Factory. That was the end of the tour. (laughs) See the sportsters? Yeah. All right. (laughs) See these other big things? Yeah. Yeah, buy those. None of your fat enough to buy 
<laughs> Except you. Sorry. You, you're on your way. Couch glide a couple years. Wow. Yeah. Angry yeah. Harley letters and Angry Harley letters <laughs> now. now. Yeah, it's funny actually. One of the one of the women uh, that showed up. Let's not kid ourselves. They can't write. No. <laughs> no. On the other hand, they are lawyers. <laughs> they have, they have secretaries can take write. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Damn it. So one of the women showed up and she showed up in all Harley stuff with like, but she had a flip face helmet, it's like uh-huh. a full face helmet. Okay. Um, which was color matched to her car. I was like, I'm something a trend here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what color bike you're going to buy. Um, but, uh, she showed up and all that stuff. And she was saying, apparently she's, she's ridden on the back of her, uh, boyfriend's bike. Okay. And she's like, you know, that was okay. But at the same time, kind of lame. Um, I was like, so you thinking Harley? She's like, no. <laughs> she just kind of giggled as she said it. No. <laughs> but you're dressed like, okay. I, I'm assuming that's what she had, and you know, that's what the boyfriend brought her, bought her for Christmas. And I, like, who knows? But uh, yeah, she, yeah, it was the, the giggle was really, really sold it. Oh, <laughs> no, nice. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun to get out in the parking lot again. It's, uh, it's cool watching them go from total rubbish to yes, but better. Yeah, <laughs> some were real good. Is that a compliment? <laughs> Some of them did real well. You have to, uh, you have to counsel any of them out. No, one guy actually didn't come back for the second day. He was, he was oh. having a, I had t- two, two of the young guys had never like seen a clutch basically. Oh wow! Um, so you know that was a, was a fairly steep learning curve for them. Yeah. Uh, one of them kind of got it together. That was like a kid whose dad's had the thruxton. Uh, the other guy, I don't know. He didn't come back the second day. I don't know if something came up, but he was definitely not having a lot of fun at the end of the first day. So I don't know. Mm. Who knows? I had a lot of trouble with the clutch when I took classes. First time I'd really kind of deal with it. I forget. I think driving a Mustang. He was on a track stick. No, it wasn't. Oh my god! Carry on. That's all right. You were in your you were in your Mustang, and you were keeping it simple. My dad poisoned me against manual cars. Mm-hmm. Poisoned me intentionally, I'm sure, because mm-hmm. no one would teach their son to drive a stick shift like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. No one puts their son in the car, hands him the keys, and like, go. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you going? Go. Go better. Go. What are you doing? We're on the hill. We're going backwards. Go. What the fuck is wrong with you? I can see this is a formative time in your life. No one does that. <laughs> No one does that unless they don't want them, their son to do that, drive that car ever again. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. Mm. Did he have a car he was protecting from you? It was a goddamn fucking sidekick. No one protects that car. <laughs> he was he was, was flat out. For some, he just didn't want me driving a stick shift. <laughs> So speaking of keeping it simple, though, our guest this Fuck week. you, Todd. Our guest this week <laughs> is a sidecar builder. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. One who I gave a call to because I was recommended by the uh, guy I bought the sidecar from. Okay, so we're on the phone with Bob Wark of the Wark Shop. Uh, sidecar and used to be painting, right? Yes. All right. So this came to us from Todd. In his uh, never-ending quest to, to put together his dream rig. <laughs> or at least a rig that I can use through the winter. Right, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Bob was recommended to me by the uh, former owner of the rig as a place to get mounts from, and I called him up to ask, what bikes should I be trying to, you know, find to bottom feed for this rig? And he's the one that told you to cannibalize my Buell. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> Buells are good. You know, it, he keeps sniffing around my garage now. It's it's a little it's a little scary. Well, in fairness, Bob just turned me onto the Sportster, uh-huh. uh, and then I got the idea of, well, you know, I could take the Buell parts off your Buell. <laughs> <laughs> well, take the best parts, the power plant. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's no bad part. Parts. Finish that sentence. I I agree. I agree. My my dream chopper would be a uh, a Buell plower pant, Buell front end, uh, in a rigid chassis, and not much else. But, uh, I think that'd be fun. I like Bob. Bob is cool. Bob can come back on the show anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all. That's you know. So so Bob. I'm easy. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, because you're, you're one of the, uh, the the deeper I go into the sidecar world, the more I find you're one of these extremely highly regarded, but not a, kind of a, a big name, I guess. I don't know. You're a big name in this weird niche. sidecar world, this the niche, niche market. Yeah, it's a, it's a small niche. I mean, uh, you know, uh, as far as uh, me and motorcycling, it goes back 50 years, and you likely don't have time for, for all of that on and on, but I... Uh, I started into sidecars when I got my own first one back in 92 um, and just fell in love with it immediately. I mean, then I, I bought a used sidecar from a guy in Cincinnati, which is like three hours away. And the night before I was going to get up at the crack of dawn and drive over there and get it, I didn't sleep all night. You know, like a kid at Christmas. Oh yeah. Um, and and I, you know, and and uh, I've enjoyed it ever since. I've had a wide variety of rigs, and I started selling sidecars as a supplement to my painting business. When I started my painting business, you know, I hadn't made my name yet. So I mean, I delivered pizzas. I with a sidecar rig. I trained to teach MSF classes. I taught MSF classes, you know, just, you know, trying to make a living. And then I decided to start selling sidecars. And uh, over the years, it's really taken off and it became a larger part of my business, you know. Hmm. But wait, <laughs> pizza with a sidecar rig? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good way to get tips. I mean, <laughs> hell yeah. I mean, you know, you roll up to the guy's house and pull a pizza out of the sidecar, and he comes to the door, and, you know, his kids see it or he sees it. That's great. You know, give him an extra dollar, you know. So, but, uh, <laughs> give him an extra dollar yeah. so you can get a proper car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I did this year round. Uh, in a man after my own uh, heart. Okay. But winter doesn't scare me. I'm a Canadian. You know, winter, it's it's, it's like the, the Scandinavian people say, there is no bad weather. There's only bad clothes. So, uh, absolutely. And you kept, you kept the pizza warm. Well, they, you know, the same as the guys that deliver it in a car, they put it in a, an insulated, in you know, like an insulated attache case or what the hell ever you call it, you know, a little uh, insulated thing. And then I'd, you know, be inside the side cover and the tonneau cover would be snapped down. And, uh, you know, usually they were being delivered in, you know, ballpark five, six mile radius where the pizza mm-hmm. place was. So, um, never took me long to get there. So in your mind, Bob, what is the optimal sidecar for pizza delivery? 
optimal sidecar? Would it would be one with a heated uh, thing to carry the sidecar in? That would be optimal. But the job don't pay enough to to, to you know <laughs> to, to validate the cost. You know, so that that couldn't work. Did but, you uh, did you ever have customers ask for a ride in the sidecar when you pulled up? No, I haven't, but it is not unusual to have people ask for a ride in the sidecar. Um, often, in my case, and not that this has happened that often, but uh, occasionally when it happens, it's uh, it's uh, people uh, of the female gender, and, uh, and I always tell them I have to get permission from... Uh, my wife first, uh, and that 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 uh, that normally stops all of that. But I I've taken a lot of ladies for rides that it's a couple and they want to they're thinking about a sidecar and she wants to see what it's like, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, they invariably the ladies become uh, my advocates, you know. They come back and just buy the sidecar, you know. So. You're like the people thing. selling the uh, the heated jackets. Is so once somebody wears one, they're like, "Oh, I need one of these now." <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I got a set my wife got me years ago, and I wear it under my arrow stitch. And uh, oh yeah, heated heated clothing are good. And then you just need to sit in the sidecar. Yeah, come sit in the sidecar, says Bob. It's not a trap. <laughs> it's not a trap. We'll let you back out. I promise I'll stop whenever you say. Yeah, that's... Uh, no, Shut no. up and take my money. Yes, yes. People love sidecar rides. doesn't matter if it's if it's adults, children, um, you know, Especially people, you, they, they tend to come back with a big smile on their face, you know. So, so what's your current rig, Bob? I've got a 2000 Kawasaki 800 Drifter, that Indian-looking thing, with a vintage Velorex 560, which is the older one that's all really round and got a fully skirted fender on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my current outfit. My wife and I share it. She drives it, too. So you, you monkey for your wife? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I don't scare easy. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask who's the better uh, driver. (laughs) Well, uh, at at the risk of violence, I would have to say likely myself. Uh, (laughs) She does good. She does good. You know, she she does just fine. What was the first bike you rode? Oh, my God. You're going back to the dim depths of of the past. Ah. The first bike that I rode. The first one you owned. Uh, well, the first one I owned was a 1956 NX, NSU 250 Max. And believe it or not, I share that with Clement Salvadori, the motorcycle journalist. That was his first wow. bike, too. Not the wow. same one. <laughs> so that would be a little weird. <laughs> I just kind of imagine they were like tag teaming. No, 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 no. My turn. No, no. Like a, ri- no. like a ride. Actually, there were a fair number of them around. I mean, my good friend where I grew up in Canada, he had one too. I mean, you know, I had a ratty old black one and he had a pretty blue one, you know. They're very highly engineered, pretty good bike. You know anything about the spike talk? No, I don't. I'm I'm, I'm having to Google. Did that have a did that have a different name stateside or something? I, I, I don't no, no. NSU uh, Max M A X 
NSU Cal, all capital letters. If you spelled it out in German, it would run right off oh. the page and down onto the floor. Um, ah, okay, I see. They were four-stroke, 250, single overhead cam, and their claim to fame was rather than driving the cam with a chain, um, the cam was driven with two offset arms, just like if, if, if you look at a steam locomotive where the arms are going up and down and around, and that's what does the forward motion. That's what drove the cams on a 250 Max. Huh. Innovative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The engineering, the the engineering, and the the quality of the machining and the assembly, just stellar. Good stuff. Just like a Buell. <laughs> just like the Buell. Absolutely. Well, John Penton, famous dirt bike guy who uh, arguably uh, is the father or grandfather of KTM, Penton KTM. He used to race a 125 NSU back in the dim distant past uh, with knobbies on it and enduros. I like the way this bike looks. I got the impression that was kind of a thing back in the day of like, uh, I need a dirt bike. Okay, uh, here's some knobbies. Well, <laughs> hell yeah, we whatever. did a lot of that. I mean, we did a lot of that. I've got customers to this day that do it. I've got a customer that lives out in Idaho, uh, 750 Honda Nighthawk, late model 750, you know, ultimate universal Japanese motorcycle. He's got a Velorex sidecar on it that I put on, and he's got Avon Gripster dual sport tires on it, and he goes all over the state, national, you know, forests and in the snow, everything. Bike, meat, dirt. There you go. Yeah, people can do this now. People think, well, I have to get a dirt bike. Well, no, just put chunky tires on damn near anything. Go do it. Get on with it. Yeah. Now I'm going to take a boost off-road. Well, now that is pushing it a little bit. If you study Australian sidecars, you will likely find some. Yeah, I, I noticed that a lot of the ones they have down there, have a, they look suspiciously like a big-ass bandit. Stuck to the side of almost all of them. Well, they, they take great big honking street bikes like, like 1,200 Bandits and um, build basically a complete sidecar rig around the motor. Uh, and great big chunky car tires and gas tanks and uh, portable kitchens and, you know, everything else built onto this thing. And, and they just head out in the outback and they... They go a long ways out in the middle of nowhere on these these crazy rigs that they build. Kind of sounds like a Zeus with the way the the bike being built around the motor. Well, the idea if you're going to build a bike around a motor, you might as well build it around one's got enough horsepower. You can have fun. Yeah. You know, you you know if you if if you turn the the throttle really hard and it doesn't scare you, you know you're kind of you've blown it. You know, <laughs> you've missed the boat. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, life, life's too short for this sedate stuff. You Yet know. to have the Ural scare me when I turn the throttle. Yeah, the only scare you get when you turn the throttle on a Ural. Oh, that's, I'll stop there. I won't say anything. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so diplomatic, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they photograph well, Urals. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, let, let's be honest though. They are they are a great gateway drug for people who want a nicer sidecar. Because that's certainly where I'm at. I have the Ural, and I'm like, you know, what would be really great is if this was like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, what I always <laughs> feel like, you know, if people are attracted to Urals. I guess first and foremost because it's one stop shopping. 
Um, mm -hmm. But I would say if one is attracted to a Ural, uh, uh, largely from the visuals and, and you know, the kind of the funk factor, uh, one can take an older Moto Guzzi or BMW, uh, put a sidecar on it, and I would argue have a, you know, a similar, uh, you know, funky kind of vehicle. And, um, and uh, I might guess a little better engineering. Yeah, I, 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 when I talked to Bob, he recommended a Sportster or a Bandit or a, uh, a Bonneville as a great, easy to hook up rig. But man, if I found an old Gucci, I, I don't care that it's hard. I want, oh, so cool. <laughs> oh, there, hey, I've had a couple of Gucci's. Gucci's are, I generally tend to be kind of a hard-hearted person, and uh, and and I've owned an awful lot of motorcycles. My friends have accused me for being fickle, um, but both of the Gucci's I had, uh, one more so than the other, I kind of fell in love with them. And and when I sold them, it 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 hurt. You know, it uh, they have an endearing characteristic. They're kind of like, it's weird. If you're riding a, an older Gucci, it's kind of like riding a a 58 Harley Panhead. It, it's got, it's got that same kind of a sound and a thump and a, it's, um, you know, it's, it's the, the tractor-like motorcycling experience, you know. It's, but with this weird Italian accent. Yeah, yeah. Guido does things his own way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He's got a personality, like a buell. You like a buell, absolutely. A lot of Italians in Wisconsin. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Eric is kind of an Italian name. I have a good friend that used to know Eric Buell uh, years ago, uh, many years ago. They were both, uh, I'm not sure what you'd call it, development riders for Harley. In other words, Harley, you oh, know, had okay. prototype stuff, and somebody had to go ride the crap out of them and write up a report. And uh, my buddy did that, and uh, a long time ago, way before he was famous, Eric Buell did that, too. That sounds like it'd be a really good job when you get the good prototype and a really awful job when the one that you get is not. Well, these <laughs> not guys, good. what they were doing, they were. Uh, it was when they were doing development work for the Belt Drive. And uh, wow. they had to ride 500 miles, you know, on a day that they were working, and they would use them the way the engineers told them to, you know, drone down the highway, ride around town. Some days do burnouts. Um, wouldn't you like to get paid to do burnouts? I think that sounds pretty good to me. Um, Worst jobs. <laughs> yeah, what a job. Yeah, I'll take it out and do burnouts today. Oh, good, it's burnout day. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can see Eric Buell saying that. That's <laughs> <laughs> burnout Tuesday, everyone. <laughs> Absolutely, that yes, yeah. But, um, but yeah. So I'm in. I'm still on a Euro, Euro, right? My daughter is lobbying hard for me to get this BMW sidecar rig we saw on Craigslist. My girlfriend likes the Euro because she likes the way it looks. Help Chuck find a vintage bike that will satisfy both. What should he be looking out <laughs> for? Jeez! Oh my goodness! Uh, what, what my daughter wants. What my what my daughter wants is an enclosed sidecar, like uh, a Hannigan. Oh, well, uh, suggest to her that you can take her for a ride in a car anytime. 
She's seven, man. I can't do that. Oh, she's a wuss. Oh, jeez. Oh, you've been too good to her. I mean, you know, you haven't made her go out and forage for her food or anything, you know? God. Uh, I, I make her go to the fridge and get her own Dr. Pepper. Okay, okay. Well, there's that. Well, Hannigan makes a good sidecar, but they're... They're kind of big and they're kind of car-like. I mean, to me, it's kind of like, well, let me see. Let's buy a Geo Metro and bolt it on the side of the motorcycle. Yeah, that'll work. Um, well, as long as I get to stay on the motorcycle part of the Metro, there's yeah. that factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you can drive it from either side, you know. Yeah, it works good. Um, yeah. Don't tell her you could put a wheel in the sidecar. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You likely don't want to do that. Um, yeah. Um, Boy, I tell you, I like the look of the Ural. The Urals are pretty. I mean, I you know you can't take that away from it. Um, I would argue a vintage, and and I'm not talking ancient, but a an airhead Beamer, um, mm-hmm. and something like a Velorex would make a a good looking outfit. You know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and and so that's you know hard to do. Um, I don't know. I always say about sidecar rigs and even motorcycles. I mean, once you're on the sucker and you're going down the road, you can't tell what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's my excuse for the strong, too. So get <laughs> over it, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, settle down. Um, I, I, I'm living with women with strong personalities, Bob. You're not helping. Oh, jeez. You're, you're, you're beat to a pulp daily then. Yeah, I, I can imagine. My mother was a strong woman, so is my wife. It's a, it's a challenge, you know. Um, boy, oh, boy. The daughter wants enclosed. The wife likes the look of the Ural. Uh this is a personal problem of serious magnitude. Um, it, it really is. Because I, re- I kind of like the Beamer, too, because it was on an 1150, I think, RT? Yeah. And, you know, that was a cool, that's a cool bike. I would be pretty, pretty happy with that. Well, yeah, but let this sink in. All oilhead Beamers, and I mean all oilhead Beamers, the front suspension is pivoting in the engine block, uh, aluminum, by the way, Um there is no frame. The engine block and the transmission casing are the frame of an oil head beamer. Oh, let's bolt a sidecar on that. <clears throat> I'm I'm the one lone voice crying in the wilderness that maybe that's not a great idea. Um, I don't do them, but uh, lots of other people do. What, what I think is since you're essentially bolting to an aluminum engine block or transmission block well i'm sure it's thick if you ever cracked an engine block and then looked at the potential bill of repairing this you know this is like a clint eastwood movie do you feel lucky <laughs> that's that's an interesting take i had not that had not occurred i had not heard that either before but now i'm like Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. well you know and and in defense of all the people that are doing it there's a number of rigs out there that are on oil head beamers, and, you know, I haven't heard of any catastrophic issues, you know. So, you know, maybe it works. It's just, you know, I tend to be kind of conservative, and uh, I kind of like a bike that's got a full cradle frame that I can bolt, you know, I can connect to, or at least if the engine is a stress member in the frame, uh, I can build a subframe that goes on up high or down low and, you know, complete that which wasn't there, you know. But, uh I'm I'm pretty conservative. So could I put a sidecar under my Buell Ulysses? Oh God, that would be 
that that that's uh, I would say that's the best motorcycle Buell ever built, hands down. Oh hell yeah! No question. Yeah. By a power of ten, um, it would be a challenging bike to put a sidecar on. Um, it's the engine is yeah. is definitely a stress member in that in that in the frame, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, and the frame is the gas tank too yeah. for extra fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wonderful motorcycle, but uh, I would argue. I always say to people, yeah, you know, if you have to virtually reinvent the wheel and think like Rube Goldberg to pull it off, would it not be better to choose a better bike for your mule? And leave that bike alone. Of course, they always come back with, well, I've already got it. Uh, well, you could buy a I, different I got all one. The right here. Um, it's in the garage. <laughs> when you're on a budget, that's a compelling yeah, argument. A, well, yeah. there it is, and I own it. <laughs> wife. Yeah, yeah. Wife yeah. Said the, do it. the other one I love is, is people call me up and they want a, a sidecar, and the first thing they say to me, well, my bike is blue. <laughs> and I'm thinking, it blue. How does this relate? You know, but uh, some people, their priority. Remember, your wife said she likes the Ural because yeah. it's pretty. Well, there you can see this is the this is what we get back to. What's the know? But, what's uh, the oddest combination rig someone's asked you to to put together? Well, and this is terrible because I really wasn't asked. I just kind of did it of my own volition, <laughs> and it was a royal pain in the butt. Um, uh, some some customers who became friends were kind enough uh, to give my wife Nancy a Buell Blast, uh, um, and uh, and we had the same 560 Velorex that I've got rigged to the Drifter now, and I constructed a uh, subframe assembly that that Rube Goldberg would look at and go, nah, I couldn't do that. Um, you know, this is complexity beyond all, just beyond the pale. I was about a third the way through it and swore I would never do it for anyone. Um, you know, this is the one and only Buell Blast sidecar setup to ever leave the workshop. Um, and how many more did you build? It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, zero. Um, you know, and, uh, Buell Blast has actually got a decent motor in it, but they're weird in that they, unlike almost every other 500 single in the world, they're they're tuned in such a way you got to rev them up to get the power out of them, which is a bizarre concept for a 500 single. But uh, um, it did the job. But it was it was a uh, it was a a monumental job that I wouldn't do for anyone except my wife. Oh. It's an excellent example of what not to do. Perhaps. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, it was strong and safe and it was fine, you know, and it ended up, you know, going down the road eventually with a different sidecar on it. But um, I uh, I don't think I'd do that one again. That, that's a bike that also, you know, engine stress member in the frame and, and a flimsy frame and, yeah, quite a challenge. So when you're when you're approaching something to design a rig or set up a rig for it, what are, what are the things you're thinking about? I show up in my bike and it's blue. What are the, <laughs> what are the things you're looking at? Yeah. Thinks it's pretty. Yeah, let me let me tell you right off that is not part of my thinking process <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, it 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 could be any color. It could be transparent. You know, I don't care. Um, 
I the, the first thing I look at is if the bike is sidecar friendly or not. Uh, and there's a whole world of awesome motorcycles, like you know, say like a modern Indian Scout, great bike, no frame, no frame at all. You know, well, okay, what do we do? Okay, let's just bolt the sidecar right on the engine. We've just had that conversation a little while ago. Um, you know, V-Stroms, 1,000 V-Stroms, 650 V-Stroms. Awesome bikes. I love them. You can do hacks on them, but, man, you got to build a lot of stuff to do it. Um, and people do. Uh, Claude Stanley at Freedom does a really nice subframe assembly and will do an install on, like, a 1,000 V-Strom. Um, I guess I, uh, you can't put it any other way. I'm too lazy. I, uh, <laughs> if I look at a bike and go, okay, it's going to take me two weeks to design this and a month to build it, I just say no. Um, and maybe I shouldn't, but I, uh, you know, I'm looking for bikes that have got a whole frame, uh, like a late model Bonneville, like a Sportster, like a whole bunch of cruiser bikes, cruiser bikes being often, you know, kind of in the past and design criteria have full cradle frames, um, you know, so they're easier to rig to, um, you know, a rigid chassis, you know, good, strong chassis. Uh, that's one thing I like about Sportsters uh, is it's a good stout frame. they got good brakes on them. You get parts for them anywhere, easy to live with, you know, that kind of stuff. About how long does it take you to, to put together a rig from when someone calls you? Well, if it's, a, if it's a more or less standard gig, like let's say, you know, I used to sell a lot of Texas, you know, uh, okay, guy – guy drops me off his road king and i've got a crate sitting outside with a texas sidecar in it i've got to uncrate it take the body off go to work uh get all the mounts on the bike then connect the bike in the sidecar um and i assemble them aligned i don't put it all together and then align it i put it together in alignment but if i've got it done i'll test ride it i come back check the lean out, check the nuts and bolts, and I'll go out a couple more times. So it gets lots of test rides. This whole process on a bike and a sidecar, like I just suggested, three 10 to 12-hour days and sometimes into a fourth. Oh, wow. and, and that's with something that came with a kit for the bike. I don't have to do any fabrication. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if I'm doing a custom where it's okay, here's the bike, here's the sidecar, and I have to make the dedicated components to do a proper install. Uh, it can take longer, you know, so i gotta, I got to make prototype pieces out of wood or whatever and then make the steel ones, weld them, drill holes, paint them, you know, and it all takes time. Does adding a sidecar to a motorcycle change it in any kind of legal way that you're aware of? Not that I know of. I mean, every state has their own angles. For a little while, West Virginia, in their infinite wisdom, uh, had a law that said, thou shalt not have three people on a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, I, I want to know the you know, story. Of course, I know what they law. were thinking when they wrote that up. Uh, you know, like uh, in other parts of the world where the whole family and the, the box of chickens goes well, to market. Well, West Virginia. Um, you got to know there's a story behind that law. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah, and you may or may not want to hear it, uh, but uh, they changed that. But 
Generally, no. I think, you know, like in some states, if you've got a sidecar rig and you're taking a child like your seven-year-old, even if there's no helmet law, you best have one on the wee beastie. Um, you know, you know things like that. But uh, generally speaking, the states just kind of shrug their shoulders and look the other way to do with sidecar rigs. I think they they leave them to fall into a category that if it looks unsafe on the road to the point that a policeman will pull you over and go, "Hey, you're going to die on that," um, that you've got a problem. But they, it's pretty open, as far as I can. I've heard, you know. So what's the what's the sidecar rig? What's the rig you wish somebody would show up with? Like what's what's if somebody walked into the store tomorrow with the thing you've been wanting to do the most lately? Obviously, a Buell it? Ulysses. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said no Buells yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, the one in the rigid frame, the chopper, that'd be good. Um, but no, you wouldn't want it. You wouldn't ever want to use a Ulysses as a power plant donor. End of statement. Um, if, if, if just something that was really cool to, to come in the shop that I'd want to see just because I'd want to see it, um, and you can't even buy them anymore, would be a British Headingham, which were just flat, awesome sidecars, like a, you know, something like a Headingham on a uh, early 70s Gucci, you know, something like that would be, uh, you know, would kind of wind me up. Um, you know, the Watsonians that I sell now, I mean, I did a Watsonian meteor for a lady that lives up uh, north of me here in Ohio uh, on a white uh, Triumph Thruxton Ace edition, and that outfit is just drop-dead gorgeous. I mean, oh, my God, beautiful. Um, the meteor, they made them after the Second War, and they got um, Air Force surplus belly tanks off the mosquito bombers <laughs> and, and no shit and made and made sidecar bodies out of them and the modern ones they've just taken molds off the original one and they make them out of glass um and they're very streamlined you know if you google one you know watsonian meteor they're just ooh, you know wow. pretty pretty cool yeah that sounds really cool now if your wife liked that that would be fine but they're pretty pricey. You may have to take out a second. <laughs> I, I tried to price out a sidecar rig using a, a Thruxton once, and it was it was getting kind of pricey. Yeah. What's your take on, on yeah. steering it, mods and things? Do you do you do a lot with modified steering? Do you find that it's it's not as necessary nope. as many say? I yeah, I'm again the odd guy in the in the sidecarring community. I always feel like you know the bottom line is front end mods make it easier to steer. And that relates directly to how well the bike and sidecar are matched, how uh, well the installation is done, how well the alignment is done. I have found if everything is done optimally on most motorcycles, and most is the operative word here, um, they're really not bad to drive. I mean, that Thruxton that I put the... um, that I put the meteor on, it had stock Triumph handlebars on it, and I was very surprised in that it wasn't hard to drive. Hmm. Uh, you know, I had told the lady ahead of time, you're likely going to need wider bars. That's what I look at. If you're trying to minimize steering effort, you know, it's basic high school physics, and wider handlebars or wider handlebars and some pullback risers 
a great deal of the time will give you enough leverage to accomplish, you know, easing up the steering. Now, with that said, there's people that are up in their 80s and they've got some physical issues and they've got larger sidecar rigs. You know, they need some help. So, you know, modified front end's a good thing. But with that said, I've got customers in their 80s driving sidecar rigs with standard front ends. It's not a must-do. It's I always tell people, get your rig all done and drive it and see what you mm. think. If you find it too hard to steer, you know, then you can go forward with mods. But, you know, check it out. Maybe it'll be okay. What do you think? I, I don't, actually. I've not, I've not ridden. I've only ridden, like, one sidecar that didn't have the modified steering. It was a KLR, and it didn't seem that bad. Yeah. It didn't feel any harder than the Ural. Really? Okay. Yeah. Now, granted, that was, you know, a KLR, which I was squishing with my generous weight and <laughs> it had a light sidecar but you know it wasn't, wasn't it seem as bad as all that okay i would say the ural was about equally heavy. Well, you got wide on klr you got wide bars because it's enduro you know so that's a that's a big so, plus i mean real uh, interesting take on the, the whole sidecar well it's like, easy to see need though there's that there because you see all the time these because you the sidecars you see pictures of are always these like Super sexy, fancy, fancy yeah. sidecar. You know the Hayabusa with the center hub steering and the car yeah. tires all around and the wide front oh, yeah. sidecar, which looks like a and, kick. But like that's yeah. I mean, all that stuff is great. I mean, the thing is, I, I'm I'm never going to knock full end sidecar rigs. There's people in this country that if you want to write a fairly large check, they'll build you a very special outfit, um, and that very special outfit. Uh, is generally speaking is easy to drive. It checks off all the boxes for capabilities, looks, all of that. And, uh, and you can have a lot of fun with it and your money's well spent. I'm, I, I'm not going to knock that, but I will say I have an awful lot of experience with people going outside carring in a minimalist fashion. Um, and they have a lot of fun too. So it's, you know, I would argue that if people look at it and go, well, this is, if this is the way to do it, that's, that's the only way I can do it. I can't afford it. No, you can get into sidecarring, you know, if you're lucky and find a decent used sidecar and you have somebody that knows what they're doing, install it and line it properly. You know, you can enter this hobby without spending a fortune and have a lot of have a lot of fun. You won't have any enormous bragging rights, but you know, a person has to put their own value on that. You know, but my so. burnouts, my burnouts. But my my daughter wants yeah, an air conditioner yeah. in the sidecar that she's that she's closed yeah. in with her stereo. I'm fall I'm I'm falling directly back. Let's go for right. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, uh, I, you know, she's, I would, I, in, in all seriousness, she's missing the fun of the sidecar. The fun of motorcycling to me and the fun of sidecarring is, to me is you are right out in the world hurtling along at dangerous speeds. Um, and this is an experience that is totally different from the cocoon of the automobile. And today, a lot of people, the way their automobiles are set up, the children are in the back and they're all strapped in and, and they've got their screens up and they're watching movies. And, and it's just like being in the living room. Whereas when you're on a motorcycle and it's an open air motorcycle, uh, some, some of us are really crazy and don't even have windshields on everything. And, you know, you're just right out there in it. 
you smell everything, you see everything, you're very aware that you're right out in the world. And I think that's a special feeling, and that feeling has value. Um, and when you start to go to a lot of ends to seal everything up, it's like the car. And then, you know, to me, a trip in a car, it's like seeing the world like you're watching television. Mm-hmm. A trip on a motorcycle, you you get to smell all the flowers. You get to, you know, when you go by a pig farm, you get to smell that too. But, you know, it's, you know, you're getting all of it. Uh, And it's an experience. But, um, you know, you travel in a car, especially with the AC on, the windows up. You know, it's like watching a movie of the world. Yeah. And it's not the same. It's just not the same. So take the windshield off. I, I just... Take the windshield up. Put a helmet on. You know, don't worry about the back glass. The wind force will blow it out. So, you know, uh, you know, you don't have to go to the trouble. Sit down and uh, shut uh, up. We're going to enjoy this. <laughs> Nature. Yeah, yeah. Wait for it. Wait for it. We hit seventy. Pow! The back window goes out. No, I'm not suggesting you <laughs> do that. Um, but, um, Adventure. You know, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I like cars like uh, Caterhams. And I like these crazy new Polaris slingshot things, you know, a Polaris slingshot. Ooh, let's take a two and a half liter, fairly high output car motor with a five speed manual gearbox driving the rear wheel, wide front end with kind of state of the art suspension, put two seats in it and a steering wheel. Yeah, I know it's not really a bike, but boy, it looks like fun. Yeah, you got to wear a helmet and if it, you know, you got to wear a rain suit and an arrow stitch, but that to me is as close to motorcycling as you're going to get, you know, and with all that horsepower, there's fun potential there. All right. Yeah. Horsepower. We could fall back to the burnouts again. You know, but <laughs> yeah. 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 Polaris has them sign up. Um, but you know, that's, uh, but you know, everybody, you know, everybody has their own, criteria they have to meet i have a lot of customers they're older couples and the lady has health issues and stuff and you know you want her something's easy to get in and out of as comfortable as possible you know you 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 know you're always going to have compromises you know what's your backlog like right now i've been real busy that's one of those crazy businesses where it's it's real quiet for a month or two and then it all hits at once um I'm pretty busy right now. I I tend to not have a long backup. I mean, I, you know, I get Velorexes, which are in the warehouse in Florida, so I can get them fairly quick. Uh, I do a lot of Transmotos out of Canada, and they they do a really good job of stocking bodies, frames, all the components, and then when orders come in, you know, they put the package together, and they're able to get them to me or to my customers fairly quickly. Um uh, so yeah, I've got, I would say I've got enough installs to do right now that I'm not certain how many I have, uh, five or six and you know, they're not all scheduled. I'm waiting for the customers to be ready, you know, to bring me their stuff and do it, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I do have a guy coming Monday, dropping off a bike. Um, and I've got an outfit in the shop that I have to deliver. Uh, so I'm lots yeah. busy. I got lots so our, our listeners yeah. can check you out at workshop.com. That's W-A-R-K-S-H-O-P. And you're working out of Ohio? All right. Yeah. 
Yeah, they just have to remember my name is W-A-R-K. If you spell that with a with an O, it becomes a four-letter word. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for t- and and a lot of people do that. Yes, we don't. You know, you just you know, it's got the A. It's it's an old Scottish name. Uh, but, thanks yeah. for talking with us, Bob. This has been really cool. It's been awesome. Well, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I I can talk at any length. You just have to put your nickel in, you know. But uh, anyway, well, thanks for asking me. I appreciate it and uh, have fun. And if you if you if you ever want to talk to me again, I'm I'm easy to get a hold of. Well, so. well when I when I when I obtain the sports term, I will I will definitely be in touch. <laughs> Uh, there you go. Try to find. Try to find an 883 uh, that I can hop up so that I can get that lower gearing. Somebody, I can't remember who the hell it was, but said the lower gearing, very nice. You want it? Well, uh, a hot ticket is is you take your standard plain Jane 883, buy the, the the one that's at a good price, and Wiseco from here in the great state of Ohio will sell you a kit of dished pistons. All you have to do is have a quality shop, bore your cylinders out, put these dish pistons in, leave the small 883 valves, leave the mild 883 cam, leave everything alone, just put the big slugs in, and it makes a torque motor that's really fun to drive. Low to mid RPM, they pull like a train. Now, if you want them to, to make a lot of horsepower at high RPM, then that's a whole different program. But we're not talking about building the drag motor here. We're talking about building the street motor or a sidecar motor. And you can often buy 883s for quite a bit less than 1200s. It's cheaper to build your own 1200. You, you, you have his interest. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> but get the R. If you can take the time to look. Get the uh, the XL 883R, the one that came orange. It's got better suspension, a uh, little better brakes, lots of ground clearance, either in a pre-rubber mount or a rubber mount, or the 1200 that is that R model. But, but it's the best but my sidecar's blue. <laughs> my sidecar's blue. Hey, they got aerosol cans at Walmart. You can handle it. <laughs> not a problem you, you know get her a little respirator and a seven-year-old could help you know absolutely um yeah good respirator um but yeah but uh yeah yeah it's it's all good cool. thanks a lot bob cool that was nice yeah it's a different very different attitudes. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, there's there's this whole there's a whole spectrum, and it's funny because even in such a small group of sidecars, there's these whole spectrums. I mean, you know, you can go on ADV rider, and some of the guys there are like, oh, "Are you crazy? I only ever do the this kind of steering and car tire everywhere, and you know, seven hundred yeah. pound sidecar." Yeah. Yep. You know, and then you got Bob who's like, "You know, maybe you should just get a bike that you can put a sidecar on and see how it rides." Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. So just you know, the, the enclosed Hannigan. <laughs> why, why don't you just? Ride a car. You know, maybe a have car. You, have you considered a Miata? Consider a car. <laughs> but she wants it. Make, My daughter wants the spaceship-looking thing with the bend the bend. They make wonderful minivans these days. The big boo, the bang. But, you know, of course, the real problem is that my sidecar is blue. What's wrong with that being blue? Well, it's hard to find a blue bike for it. There's tons of bikes that are it blue. Yeah, I know. There are tons of blue. i got to get one that's the right blue, though. What? I mean, what if I, what if I bought, so there's, there's a, there's Who a. Who are you and what have you done to top? There's a, there's a bandit 
twelve hundred in Delaware that a friend might bring out for me if I bought it. But uh, uh-huh. it, you know, the trouble is, I'm worried like it'll be slightly the wrong shade of blue and it won't quite match. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Charlie said the same thing. It's really you, strange. I'm expecting you to unzipper your face. <laughs> there'll be like someone else underneath. I, I'm it. worried it'll look strange if the blues don't match. I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> what do you ride? <laughs> v V strum. So when you're riding your your bandit sidecar rig, mm-hmm. are you going to be looking down and then at the sidecar and then back at the bike and then back at the sidecar? Maybe. Why the fuck would you be doing that? You should be watching the road. <laughs> oh, you're right. Head and eyes up. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Sorry. I, I was getting excited. I was like, oh, I have such a nice uh, crunch. <laughs> your, your point is well taken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I see what you're saying. You know what you need? What's that? It's one of those uh, Iron Man motorcycle helmets that yeah yeah that you can't see out of. You can't. See, uh, it blocks it. So you, the the Amazon review says uh, you can't see your your handlebars or your instruments or anything. You have to mm-hmm. look down. Uh-huh. So this would be perfect for you as blinders. You won't see the bike or the sidecar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you won't have peripheral vision mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anywhere. Yep. So perfect. Makes you just sense. Look straight ahead. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Pretend your iron sidecar. I don't know. I think I actually like the silver a little better than the blue, though, on the bandit. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, I, I, I you know, there's Sportster, but the, 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 the thing about the Sportster. Aren't I the fashion bitch on this show? Yes. Then what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I'm making a, I'm making a rig. This is a chance to make it, you know, like, quick. look, Chuck, I can't have the one I really want, okay? So I'm trying to make the most what? of the one that well, I'm getting. What, what's the one you really want? The one I really want is a, is an ST1300P with a, with a white and black Hannigan sidecar. That surprises That we can me. ride around on and pull some motherfuckers over. I thought you... <laughs> Come on, Chuck. You know you'd want to do it. Come with me, Chuck. <laughs> Get your white helmet, Chuck. Officer Harker, close your ears. <laughs> ooh, ooh, no! We'll put Officer Harker in the sidecar. And then he could talk to them on the PA. <laughs> and then I could pull people over, and it'll be totally legit. He he'll get do, out and he be like, do, you know uh, how fast you were going? <laughs> he could do the cop voice right over the PA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what, what, I, what I really, if I had my dream bike, it would be a, a, a sports touring cop bike. Really? With a, with a Hannigan you know, in my head, I thought you'd say Rocket Three. Rocket Three is cool too. Because um, I would love that. That would be. I I would love that Rocket Three. I guess in terms of like, I guess what I what I'm not sure about with the Rocket Three is one I would want to ride all the time, comfort wise. Because mm-hmm. I know the cruiser position and I have sort of a mixed a mixed history. Okay. Um, I like to have a little weight on my legs. Um, <clears throat> so you know, like, <sighs> oh, we sure. have breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Our friend Jen. Her daughter is living out in NZ, New Zealand, Mm -hmm. and she just bought herself a 1987 Honda Nifty 50. Oh, well. So, yay. Yay. Girls riding bikes. You heard it here first. You? Guy, important news, I guess. What? Yes, uh, Nifty. Congratulations, Deanna. Yay. 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 Who's the guy we know that does the New Zealand tours? Uh, I don't remember. Fred? Could be. I forgot. I get confused. There's one dude. Mm. That guy that we're really good at promoting. Mm-hmm. We're great at that. Good job. Good Come job on us. Show. Go us. Go 
Uh, but yeah, if I, if I think of like the bike that I know I would enjoy riding around on. Yeah. And that would look cool with a sidecar match to it and would be, you know, like the wind protection that I really like now that I'm old. Um, and have. Say that one more time. It makes me yeah, happy. Now that I'm old. <laughs> and, and the other thing about the ST is the ST then has the real alternator. So I can run all the shit. All the shit. Yeah. Then that's, that's the combo I still dream of. In my okay. Head. Okay. So you can't get that. So you're bitching over the colors on, on the rig you can get. Pretty much. Yeah. Because let's be honest, you know what's really going to happen? Is it's going to be the typical Todd purchase. I'll be totally opportunistic. And you know what it is when I buy opportunistic shit? You know what color it always fucking is? Black. Every time black. <laughs> I can get a great deal on any bike as long as it's black. Yeah. Without fail. Yeah. No, never, never fails. Black, black bike, blue sidecar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've got uh, one email this week, mm-hmm. and uh, it's from Tommy, who we talked about in the beginning of the show. <laughs> Tommy writes, Hi, Wheel Nerds. I listened to your last podcast, and you read my email. Now I know that I sound like a giant douche when my writing is read out loud. I had a radio show in college and never even know how dickish I sounded. Either way, I'm writing to amend my raving review of the ZX-14 for touring. After finishing our 1,700-mile trip last week, the bike is still outrageous and great for touring, but you really should change two or even three things if you're serious about it. Is it weird I'm getting an erection? One throttle lock or cramp buster, because clip-on bars are hell on the wrist. Two bar risers, because seriously, my wrist hurts. Two and a half. It's probably not from the wanking. Three, take Advil with you for the extreme wrist pain. Can I put my hand on your leg? No. (laughs) I don't know what happened between my 26-year-old body and my 27-year-old body. Oh, you don't get to talk about body pain. It probably had everything to do with the wanking. But now I'm constantly bitching about my wrist hurting. Wah! (laughs) Fap, fap, fap. So the moral of the story... Why would you write that into your email? (laughs) Maybe that's what he was doing at the time. But no one needs to know that. Clip-on bars are an obstacle for hyper-touring. And apparently, I am a douchebag, and no one ever told me. It's because you're masturbating when you write emails, and then you tell everyone about it. I am going to buy some flat-brimmed hats now. Thanks, guys. Tommy. P.S. Pictures of naked girls available upon request. Sorry to let you down last time. I don't want them now. I don't know what you've done before they got to me. That's just weird. I don't want to think about that. I've met you in real life. All I'm going to think about is your beard now. And also, you don't get to bitch about body pains. You're 27 years old. Yeah, you have no idea. No idea. Talk to us after a knee surgery or two. I found out a symptom of my aging. What's that? I was in the gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, I turn my head and I look at the door. You know, mm-hmm. they have a big garage sliding door and they have mm-hmm. little warning labels. And I'm standing like six inches from it. Mm-hmm. And I turn to look at. I can't read it. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Actually, I, I found myself. I was like leaning back until uh-huh. it came into focus, yep. and I was just like, mm-hmm. "Holy shit, this is what Claire does." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I call. I'm like, you know, Ty, my friend, my trainer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come here, come here, come here. Stand here. Can you read that? And first he said. Uh, purple unicorn, because that's how he reads stuff. Mm-hmm. But I could tell from those grunts that he was reading it. <laughs> uh, I can't read that stuff. You get no sympathy from me, man. I have reading glasses stashed everywhere. My eyes went to shit three years ago. <laughs> I, I, 
I just, I can't read stuff anymore. I don't, I don't know when that happened. <clears throat> that used to be my jam, reading stuff right up against my right nose. Right up against your nose? Yeah. Yeah, that was oh, my jam. Too bad. Oh, poor Chucky. Oh, dear. What, what have you learned this week, Chuck? Fuck, I hate you. <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't actually learn that. <laughs> what have you learned, Todd? I've learned that if I really want to sound cool on the air, all I need to do is read Tommy's emails. That's all we got time for this week. Until next week, I'm Tommy. I'm <laughs> Ride safe, everyone. Fuck, I hate you. We'll see you. No. Obviously not. Fuck. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Help, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. All right, so we're on with uh, Barb War. Barb Let's try that again. Barb Barbed. Take two. All right, we're on with barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want me to? You want I need me a grown-up. <laughs>